welcome to another installment of the Market Leaders Podcast. I'm David Ackert, and today I'm joined by Brenda Plumman. Brenda is the Chief Marketing Officer at Faskin Martineau. She has over 20 years' experience in leadership roles in professional services firms. She runs the marketing and business development functions at the firm. Brenda, great to have you with us. Thank you, David. Great to be here. Tell us a little bit about the firm, uh, if you would. Fill in some of the gaps. I've left quite a few. Sounds great. So I've been here for just over 10 years, and we've got about 750 lawyers globally, eight offices. Majority of our offices are here in Canada. We have one in Johannesburg and one in London. Full-service firm um, offering a wide spectrum of services to our clients in many industries and practices. Very good. And you have a pretty robust team Uh, How big is your department, the people who report to you, uh, and what are your plans in terms of evolving that team? So we have over 50 people on the team. We have a matrix structure, so we operate our services um, both from what we call a firm-wide and regional perspective. It means that we cover the gamut in all marketing and business development, as you referred to in the beginning, offering communication services, full Marcom Uh, day-to-day services that a lawyer would need, and then obviously the business development function, which is helping them grow their book of business. We are really uh, focused in terms of your question around what are our plans to grow it. I think what I would focus on there more is how, how are we working to change the way we're operating. A lot of my focus over the last couple of years since coming into the role of Chief Marketing Officer is really about helping the team come together, work as one unit, and really leverage the talent that we have on the team. So we've undertaken a number of different initiatives that I think make us fairly unique. We started by um, a survey that we asked every member of the team to provide input on and to provide insight from their unique perspective on how we could do things differently and meet the needs of our lawyers more effectively. So from that, and that started about two years ago, we've been meeting with the team. We've been working towards a fairly aggressive agenda in terms of changing the services that we're offering and including team members right from a coordinator level to the director level to help us make the change that we need to undertake. And so we've been utilizing different approaches. We have undertaken hackathons, and we've also undertaken utilization of Scrum to run some of our meetings and help us move towards making change more quickly. That's really interesting. So it sounds like there's a very strong feedback loop within your department where the people there have a, a voice and they get to shape the direction of things. And I'm, I'm curious about the hackathon. How has that played out? Can you describe that to us? Sure. Um, I think all of these things take time. And so they're obviously a process and learning to make sure that everyone has a voice. It's easy to say that it's harder to live it. I know it's an ongoing process for us. We did some design thinking. We brought in a consultant to help us understand what hackathons really are and how we could deploy those in our own environment. We asked people for feedback, and I think initially one of the most interesting pieces of feedback we had was, why am I here? That's not part of my job. We started out looking at our lawyer bios. And I think what we've seen over time is 
We've seen members of our team understand that we're looking for their contribution, whether it's their job or not, and that really helps us on a bigger philosophy of what is the service that we're trying to provide to our clients. So we went through really a creative brainstorming exercise and uh, design thinking exercise where we had our managers run these workshops and get input from across our group of employees. And then we've rolled that out and we have uh, brought some of the suggested changes to the lawyers and received their input. And we've actually also worked with an outside firm to bring some of their ideas forward. So we're about to begin to make some of those changes. It's been a long process, probably in the works for about nine months and a collaborative effort involving more people. Our goal eventually is to roll this out and include our lawyers in that process and have them working alongside of us to bring that thinking forward. I hear a real commitment on your part to uh, raising the quality of service that your department is providing to the firm. I hear Uh, a commitment to team building and certainly a commitment to integration, making sure that what your team and your department is doing is uh, having a meaningful impact on the lawyers and their practices. I think that's true. I mean, we are really focused on this notion of we are one team and, and very much how we provide the services and ensuring the lawyers are having a positive experience with us. We see lots of room for improvement there and, you know, we have a commitment to move forward. We've built some team values and we're working towards living those values every day. That's great. So what kinds of advice or mentorship do you find yourself giving to people on your team more often than not? I know it's a big question because different people have different strengths and weaknesses and obviously you're you have a keen eye to make sure that they're getting the kind of guidance they need. But if there are a few common denominators what are they? For me, some of the biggest ones are really about listening, listening to understand, and then working to provide value. So one of my common phrases is, did we give a lawyer what they wanted or did we give them what they needed? And for me, that's about really understanding what the client problem or concern or idea that they have that they're trying to bring forward and then bringing forward the value to offer potentially a different solution. I think being curious and creative is really important. So really wanting to understand the business of the attorney or the lawyer, what the initiative is, where we're trying to go, and not coming to that conversation thinking that you know everything, but really coming with curiosity is huge. The other thing is having the emotional intelligence to understand when something needs to get done and how far you can push change. I think change happens over time, and I think the whole key is about understanding each lawyer or attorney as an individual and or group, a group of individuals, and then being able to listen between the lines and know how far you can push something. And sometimes when you just have to get it done because it's time sensitive or they've got an idea. And probably the other big thing is to check your ego at the door. Uh, It is a demanding business and you have to be able to work together with the people who are trying to grow the business every day and be in partnership with them. Yeah, definitely. You said a couple of things there I want to circle back to. You talked about there being a difference between what the lawyers want and what they need and being able to anticipate that. I think that's a really key distinction. You also talked a little bit about 
the necessity to push the lawyers, but also know when to stop pushing. This all leads into my next question, which is how have you found the firm to be effective in fostering the right mindset when it comes to your lawyers? We see this all the time in business development. If the lawyers are not oriented toward a more entrepreneurial bent, and if they aren't being proactive and really having the sort of follow through that's necessary to expand their practice, that they can find themselves running in place or even shrinking. And of course, your team plays a key role in empowering that mindset and empowering that activity. How do you find that happening at the firm? So I think our firm is very entrepreneurial and, you know, focused on how to be innovative, how to deliver services in an innovative way and continue to offer value. That's important. You know, we're very pragmatic and, you know, I see us having strong relationships with our clients. You know, all of that, what you're talking about has to come just with a continuous effort and not be too caught up in whether you can change the world today. For me, it's step by step. So sometimes it's, you know, two steps forward and three steps back. And sometimes it's three steps forward and two steps back. So you're going to run into those occasions where you can't move forward in a particular way on a particular day on a particular matter, but it's trying to keep the big picture in your sight line and Mm -hmm. keep working with the commitment of moving the whole picture forward slowly but surely and slow and steady wins the race. So we try to just stick with it and keep going back and bring that creativity that I talked about before and bring that curiosity. And I think over time you build credibility and you, you know, build trust and you're able to make change happen. Makes sense. How do you track and demonstrate these various initiatives as ROI? Is that something that is a a focus from leadership's perspective, or do they just recognize the value and they aren't necessarily looking to tie dollars to it? Of course, this is a question that many marketers and business developers often struggle with uh, and uh, has a, a different resonance from firm to firm. I'm wondering how it is at yours. I think it's growing. I think this uh, demand on ROI is really something that I'm hearing more about. It was something that I was investigating at a conference that I was recently at and trying to understand how other firms are going about this. We certainly have a CRM system where we're tracking activities and you know understanding who's attending an event or how often they're attending an event or are we selling them additional services or anything like that. Obviously, it's something that we do. Those are sort of those baseline activities. When we're looking at ROI, it's not purely, you know, did it generate revenue, but is it something that we should continue doing as a firm? To your point, it's different dependent on the scenario. In some cases, we're looking to grow profile or strengthen a relationship with a client. And I think more and more, we're, we're working to how can we measure what we do. It's all about um, investment and time and money for the firm, and then obviously connecting that with what the clients are looking for. So I'd say that this is on the rise, and people are very interested in how do we measure ROI. We just have to be able to determine what we're talking about for the R part of that, in my mind, return. So is return dollars, or is return relationship, or is return profile? So return for me really matters. And it's distinguishing what it is we're looking for when we say ROI. Yeah. And I think it's an important point because in some cases, an intangible return is worth more to the firm than a certain number of dollars. So to have a more 
multidimensional appreciation for your definition of ROI, I think is really critical. Um, last question is really for you, Brenda. Where do you go for innovation, inspiration, intelligence? It sounds like you're doing some really interesting things, some unique things with your team. You've got hackathons, you've got Scrum, you've got these feedback loops. Curious to see where you go to sort of stretch your own horizons and, and push your own envelope so that you can bring new ideas back to the firm. I think it's a really good question. It's a hard question because it's easy in a law firm, as you know, to be very busy and for it to be all-consuming. I do some reading on my own. I'm very interested in reading on leadership because I think that my job is really about charting the path and making room for other people and making sure that they are able to bring their knowledge and insight into our firm and grow. And at the same time, you know, I have to keep it in alignment with where we're going as a firm. So... I like books that are about leadership and not necessarily about law firm leadership. So that's, you know, one of them. Obviously, conferences, roundtables with other law firms, I find that a different source of information. So what another firm's doing and can I take some inspiration from that? There's a lot of good books in legal on what people are doing around process improvement or innovation. Um, I tend to love motivational books as well, just something that can keep me going or I can read quickly online. You know, LinkedIn, places like that, social media, we've got a good team from a social side of things and they're constantly now sharing insights. And I think following that and understanding how communication happens differently and how you can get different sources of information fast and in bite-sized pieces. I'm looking at all those places. And I probably end on this note. I'm a very, as you know, I'm a very intense and focused person. And sometimes I find my best inspiration when I'm not working at all. So, you know, I find it in um, a place where I get a lot of rejuvenation. I'm, I love to garden and I love to be outside and I take a lot of inspiration from that where I just have time to think and sort of apply those principles or spending time with my nieces and nephews and learning from them because obviously they see things very differently. It's a great point. We have to make sure that we are not always so focused and so busy that we don't allow ourselves to just breathe and let the inspiration uh, come to us. Sometimes that's the best place is to find it in a moment of silence or a moment of reflection. Well, Brenda, I really appreciate you sharing your thoughts and your time uh, with me for this interview. It's always wonderful to hear how you're thinking about things and how you're approaching things. I'm sure our listeners have gotten something out of this as well. I wish you all the best at Baskin and with your team, and uh, I'm sure we will be connecting again soon. Thank you so much, David. It's been my pleasure, and I really enjoy our conversations as well. 